After week 15 in the NFL, we told you guys we'd be back with more power rankings. And here we are. Steve, you ready to go? Yeah, coming up on week 15, you know, we just this is an interesting part of the year and we just want to see the value of these teams getting ready to be in the big playoff race and some teams took losses we didn't expect. Some teams won a couple games that that we didn't expect them to, so that's why the power rankings are here. Where Kevin lists today, uh, back on the sabbatical, the the good old sabbatical. But uh, Lou, let, let's hear your ten to five first. All right. So at ten, I have the Rams. I have them over Houston. That was the eleven for me. And the way I feel about it is, they're more talented than Houston. They're hot, and I think they've played better against better competition. And I can rely on them and more. better coached. Be- way better coached. Yeah. Way better coached. And I don't know, man. It's just I, I have this thing with the Rams. I didn't want to give up, and it almost looks like Todd Gurley's getting more snaps now. Like he's more involved with the play calling. And um, yeah, I just like the Rams at ten. Nine, I have the Vikings. Their old line's been been coming up a little bit better than usual. They're getting healthy, and they haven't lost at home yet. I mean, that's huge. I think they need to get better in the division. But there's no other team in that division who's undefeated at home, so yeah, that's I, big. I do think that they have that opportunity coming up to win a couple more division games. And I do think the Vikings offense has been better than we definitely have, have seen it been. But like that when the Minneapolis miracle happened, that, that was a good Vikings team. I think Cousins could be playing a little better than Keenum was at that point in time. But like you said, being five five and zero at home is Definitely speaks a lot for them. They're just going to have to do it on the road because I don't see them winning that division. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. That's why I have a team who has been good on the road and at home. I have Buffalo at eight. They have a great defense. Um, they don't let up a ton of touchdowns. It's more of yards. Like They'll give you the middle of the field, but they don't really give you the end zone, as we saw on, on Sunday. I mean, yeah. only 24 points to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And I mean, that's a really good team. And they only lost by a touchdown. So like you said uh, yesterday on the podcast, that that's refreshing to see. I mean, that was a close game. And I like Josh Allen. I mean, when you have a QB that can move and who's tough, uh, presents a different element, and not all teams can cope with that. At seven, have the Saints. Wow. Yeah, I'm not as high on the Saints. I mean, it's just they haven't been on the same page. I don't trust um, Drew Brees to make those tough throws anymore. I just don't. I mean, you could put up 49 on – on San or forty five on San Fran, I get it. But where were you doing that versus Atlanta the week before? I don't, I don't get it. I don't trust it. And I feel like outside of Michael Thomas, there's no one really on that on that offense that is that scary anymore. I mean, Kamara's been a dud. Jared Cook's wishy washy. And who's their two wide receiver? Who is it now? Traquan Smith, Jack- maybe. Who? Like and <laughs> once, once you get into the playoffs, and I you get New Orleans on the road because they will have to travel uh, for the NFC Championship if they do get there. Yeah, and I just don't trust it. And so yeah. you're not buying Kev's most impressive team for for this week, huh? Kev said the Saints were his most impressive team. No, no, I don't. No, no, and I, <laughs> no. I get why he said they were impressive because uh, it's Drew Brees, and you just assume he's going to do that all the time. But I don't know, a lot of it was just empty calorie to me, and I feel like they've been really empty calorie all season. I think the best they've looked is when Bridgewater was at quarterback, and I still feel that way. Yeah, fair enough. Six, I have the Pats. Uh, Simply for defense and experience, the offense is just absolutely god-awful. This this might be the worst Pats offense we've seen in in the Brady era. I know people are like, oh... Back when, when he was in 04, like you didn't have Edelman and you didn't have, you know what I mean? You didn't have yeah. these guys. It was like, but at least they moved the chains. Like he literally looks like a guy 
Like, even when Brady buys himself time, like, with the shimmies and the movement in the pocket, there's just no one to be found. Am I crazy having them at six? No, I, I, I have them very close to six. Let me hop in with my yeah. list, and then when we move into the top five, it's a good idea. We'll, we'll have them there. Um, so, Lou, just like you, I, I do have the Texans just outside of, of my power rankings for the top ten. I think the Rams did beat them, and the reason why I have the Rams kind of going ahead of them mainly is because of coaching, just like I, I pointed out to you. Deshaun Watson's playing good. He's playing better than Goff is this year. You know, I, I do think that D-Hop is the better receiver out of anyone that, that the Rams have. But Gurley is starting to catch stride. You saw McVay call himself an idiot for trying to restrict him a little bit to this point. And that defense has played like consistent throughout the year. It's just kind of a matter of getting everything going at once. So I got the Rams at 10. And they could beat the the Vikings out for that last wildcard spot. It's very possible I don't know if it's going to happen. They, they might have dug themselves too deep in a hole, but it just depends on, on more of the Vikings and how how they'll play uh, throughout rather than the Rams. Uh, nine, I have Buffalo. So that yeah. one we have um, switched because I do have the Vikings at eight as well. And the, and the reason why I have Buffalo behind the Vikings is because I, I do think when it's at its best, the Vikings offense is a problem. Now, yeah. I don't know if, if Cook is going to be healthy by the time we get to playoffs. I don't know how great Cousins is going to play in the playoffs because we know that's been his biggest question besides performing in prime time, obviously. And not that Buffalo is like something that we should be like afraid of, but their offense doesn't stand out to me that like, oh, the Bills offense will win them mm-hmm. a game. You know what I mean? And I do think that the Vikings offense could win them a game. So, so that's really what it comes down to. Like if the Vikings were to play against a team like like the Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs, I definitely trust that offense uh, a little more. But we did see those two teams play already to this point this year. Um, seven, I have the Chiefs. Um, could be low, could be high. Depends on who you are and what you think of the Chiefs. I do think that this was a big win for them to get over the Pats. Mahomes isn't fully healthy yet, but he's getting there. I think something that's just really hurting the Chiefs right now is the defense and running the ball. They can't effectively run the ball with Shady. I do think that they need kind of a platoon of backs like they have had to this point. But with Damian Williams hurt, Darrell Williams on IR, Shady kind of being the only guy, maybe they pick someone up like when when playoffs come around, but it's going to be hard to kind of learn the system, the blocking schemes, and and just kind of the whereabouts of where you need to be to do that. So I, I think if they had more of a run game, it, it definitely would be beneficial, and I could have them above a team like I have at six, which is the Packers. Um, definitely thought that the Packers were going to win by more against the Redskins on Sunday, so I was shocked about that. They handled the Giants two weeks ago when, when we were at the game. Aaron Rodgers is playing very good football. The defense is playing consistent. The hardest thing to trust on, on, on Green Bay for me is the receivers, and I know that's hard to say with Devontae Adams being as part of the court. Uh, but besides him, I mean, no tight end is sticking out. Valdez Scantling isn't doing anything. The dude Lazard that was was a big guy earlier in the year isn't anyone now. So I just, if, if you double-team Devontae Adams, what else is their offense? A, a couple of running backs, you know what I mean? Their running backs are very good. They're, they're very much a threat. I just... I think the Packers team over the next couple of years getting a couple more skilled guys will definitely make them uh, more lethal. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, Kansas City, I have at five. So I like them at five just because I feel like 
everyone forgot how good the offense is when Patrick Mahomes is back there. It's like, wait a minute, Tyreek, Kelsey, him, Watkins. I mean, Hodman. Uh, who's the other kid? Uh, uh, Pringle, Robinson, Pringle. Pringle, and it's like they're so good, and they have such a good pass rush. And if think of this, they went into New England. They were a little banged up. Mahomes throws a terrible pick to start the game, and the Pats score on the opening drive yeah. in New England. And they find a way to come back and almost, I mean, they didn't dominate their defense, but they had a hard time stopping them. They really did. Any other Pats team, that wouldn't have been the case. You know no. what I mean? The Pats would have handled that. As soon as they made their first mistake, they would have stopped on the ju- stomped on the jugular. And, and that's just not the case because they don't. the Pats don't have the weapons to do that. I do trust Bill B. I do trust that defense. I think they're good. But the woes of the Patriots offense, they don't rely on somebody like individually. It's just like at different times it's Brady. At different times it's the line. At different times it's the receivers. So there's enough blame to go around for all of those guys. You know what I mean? And I know Gronk's not there. I, I know AB isn't there. But the same guy that we're talking about for, for kind of making no-name receivers in Tom Brady isn't making these receivers now, and I don't think he's getting enough of the blame, you know? So so that that's just kind of like my whole take on it. But but you can continue your list. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, no. And then if four have the Packers, I just think that outside of Baltimore, the AFC teams are just not as good as a whole. And Iron Shop and Zion, the Packers have a tough division. They've had a tough schedule. They've had to go on the road for a couple of teams. And the only two games where they look terrible well, really, two California games. Yeah. So, I mean, unless they play San Fran again, and that game could possibly be in uh, in Green Bay, but they don't play any more California teams, and I think that their defense is very good, run defense is okay, but I think they have a good balance, and I think it's just a matter of them finding when the offense is going to be hot and the defense is going to be hot at the same time because we've seen them be good versus good football teams and win win good games this season. And I just think with Aaron Rodgers in his prime, with a good set of running backs, hopefully they can keep Jimmy Graham healthy and get Devontae on his back in a, in a flow, like you said. And maybe the other wide receivers will pick it up once he gets back into it. Uh, and then I have Seattle at three. I mean, I I can't have them any lower than that just because if it came to a one-game playoff outside of San Fran and Baltimore. That's the team you trust the most. Yeah, exactly. And I still I honestly might trust Seattle more than all of them. And like we talked about yesterday— I think they have the best quarterback in the league, and they have the best—they're the best road team. It's yeah. just simple as that. They have a good pass rush on top of that, good weapons. I think the old line's a little iffy, but I mean they're—they're they're so dangerous. So originally, when I made my list, I did have the Saints above the Seahawks, and then right before we we uh, started recording today, I just looked at it again, and I was like, "Hmm, Saints here, Seahawks here." I know that the Seahawks can win better on the road, and they they might very well like have to do that in the playoffs if San Fran is to get the win the division. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely trust them to do that more than the Saints winning at home. Versus, I mean, look look at what happened to them at home this week. I mean, that that's a game that you have to edge out. You know, like, especially when when you're only losing by by two points. So not that not that that was a poor performance from the Saints because they definitely showed up, but. You got to find a way to win, and Russell just seems to f- always find a way to win. So I, I agree with you there. That was yeah, that was huge. And then at two, I have San Fran defense and running game, and the best tight end in football. I mean, they have two guys with uh, the fullback Yushik and Kittle who provide extra blocking. Those are like two extra linemen. They're the yeah. only two. They're the only team in the league where you could say 
They have a tight end and a fullback that block like linemen. I'd say the Ravens too. Yeah, who's their who's their fullback? Um, they got the dude uh, Ricard or Richard. He yeah. plays both sides of the ball for mm-hmm. them. So it's very interesting to see someone that plays both sides. Yeah, and and it's not even that. Like they running the football travels, and they've done it in every game this year. And I like I said, I and Chubb and Zion, they have had hands down the toughest schedule in the NFL in the toughest division, and. I mean, they haven't come up short yet, really. Yeah. I mean, one game versus the best QB in the NFL, who's a division rival. And is that their only loss? Or they lost to Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, but by a field goal in a wet, sloppy game mm-hmm. on the road, it's like, really, that's their biggest loss? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I just think that every loss they've had is good. They haven't looked bad all season. Jimmy G's gotten better every game. And it's okay to have, like, a couple of losses throughout the season because they, they do make you better, you know? Like, we, we've seen... 16 and 0 teams not not be able to to win the home stretch and maybe if they did lose a game in the regular season there'd be more motivation or it would show them maybe a, a little more mistakes that they can kind of sharpen their iron with you know just to kind of get ready um but do you do you have a a, a one you want to get to yeah so it, it's got to be the ravens i mean just between the balance of defense and offense they're the best team in the league and i think that they're so well coached i mean i know there's a lot of well-coached teams on this list. It's just, I don't know, I mean, they're different. It's a different thing going on there. The, the two tight ends in the backfield is different. Um, their running game is different. It's tough. It's not like finesse at all. It, it It's I'm coming right at you, and you got to stop it. Yeah. They have good receivers. I think that might be their downfall in the playoffs, excuse me, is their lack of stretching the field. But, I mean, when Lamar runs like the way he does, and and I feel like, He's going to be the one guy to do it for more than a season and actually successfully run in the playoffs. And I don't know, man, that defense just has juice, dude. Yeah. They just have juice. No, they do. And I was surprised because before the season started, the only reason why I didn't predict the Ravens to win the division was because they had such key losses on defense mm-hmm. like Eric Weddle, like C.J. Mosley, like Terrell Suggs. You know what I mean? These guys, these guys are foundational plays that they've had for a couple of years. So to just kind of see them come in and get replaced so easily was very surprising to me. And they are playing very cohesive as a unit. So good for good for them. But I'll get to the Ravens eventually. At five, I do have the Pats. It's tough because there's a lot of teams, six, seven, eight, that, that you could argue that should be ahead of the Pats. I do still think that they have the best coach. I do still think that they have the best defense as far as like their roster goes. And I, like there's clearly offensive woes for the Patriots, but I'm I'm just thinking like over the next couple of weeks they'll have chances to to kind of find ways to make it work. I mean against Cincinnati one week, the Buffalo game is going to be very tough, but I think they might play the Jets or just just some bum team the the, the last game of the season. So it, it's mm-hmm. no one crazy. Um, I think it's Miami. So that's yeah, great. Miami. So who, one of those two teams, but like they, they should they should be able to run the football. They should be able to get more healthy. You know. And then, I still think that that they're a top a top team that that's going to come out of the AFC. That's probably going to end up in the Super Bowl between them and the Ravens. I mean, I don't think that the Chiefs' defense is is, is really good enough to get them there. But I'm not saying that that it won't. You know, yeah. that's just what we're going to have to wait and see. I just think that we need to see. I don't know. I feel like that theme has been the same with the Pats. It's like the offense looks great versus bum teams, and then they play a good team, and it's like I, I'm not going to compare them to the Cowboys, but. Everyone's like, oh, the Cowboys haven't beat a good team. It's like the Pats played three real teams. Yeah. And it wasn't – the Kansas City game was close. But besides that, both of those – the Houston game and the, the Baltimore game were not close. Well, two things two things to mention. 
those three teams that they lost to in the Ravens, the Texans, and um, the Chiefs are three division leaders in the NFC. So that's mm-hmm. huge. And all three of those quarterbacks are mobile quarterbacks. So, I mean, the Patriots defense is good when, when you have guys in the pocket, but if guys are getting outside the pocket, extending plays, and, and, and their receivers are finding ways to get open, I mean, you've got to find ways to, to scheme up for that and be prepared, you know? And I don't know if the Pats have the pass rush. Uh, Hightower is banged up. Like, Gilmore clearly has been a great defensive player to this point this year. But, you know, it, it, it's just going to be something that we have to watch going forward. Um, but it's very wary to have that much confidence on the Pats. At four... I originally had the Seahawks, but I'm now going to put the Saints. This is what I was just talking about when I looked before the podcast. I wanted to switch. The Saints are tough. They're they're playing good. I like their defense more than other people do, and I do trust Kamara to maybe get more of a gist of it going forward. I just don't think that they they can be above a a, a team like the Seahawks because the Seahawks have the ability to, to win on the road, and I don't know how confident I am in the Saints winning on the road especially to, to a team that's going to be like a, a five or six seed, like like the Seahawks, you know what I mean? Like Or, or the 49ers, yeah. whichever one of those two teams gets it. So it is going to be tough. And at three, like I said, I had the Seahawks. I, I, I think them going on the road is, is, isn't is a worry to them at all. They've played better on the road than at home, and I still wouldn't want to play them at home either, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like that 12 minute, like they still have the loudest stadium in the NFL outside of Atlanta, like throwing extra speakers in there to make it loud. Yeah, yeah they're just, they're a nightmare. Yeah, no, they really are. And, and Russ, Russ should be the MVP. And if he does get MVP, I do think that Lamar should win Offensive Player of the Year. Yes. If Lamar wins MVP, I think McCaffrey should get Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. I know that's that's a little weird to, to see the way it played out, but I don't I don't think Russ will get an MVP uh, uh, an award unless it is MVP. Yeah, you know what I mean? I agree. Um, two, I got the 49ers, and Jimmy G showed me a lot this week going to the Saints and in, in playing to this caliber. I know it was a dome game, but still, that that's a very loud environment and. They come. They came out guns blazing. So props to the 49ers. I, I did wish to see more defense in this game between the 49ers and the Saints. Um, very concerning that Richard Sherman got banged up. I think they had another defensive player that got that got hurt in the game as well. So that's just something to look out for. But they're up. Their tackles on the offense have been getting more healthy. Uh, Kittle's definitely getting more healthy, and Sanders seems to be like the perfect fit for that offense. So we will get the 49ers at two and. One, I mean, I think this should be everyone's number one team in the NFL right now, the Ravens. They're hot. They're playing good offensively, playing good defensively. Special teams, like, they're not falling off either. You know, this team wants to be the best, and all their guys are firm believers of that. This is going to be a scary team to beat in the playoffs if they are a one seed. Um, I don't expect them to – not that I don't expect them to slip up, but I don't, I don't want to see a team – like the Ravens at this hot, like rest week sixteen. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't really agree with with the whole rest thing. Like maybe if they play a half and they're winning the game, you could take them out for the second half. But I do think that it could kill a a good thing going. You know, so they should continue to feed Ingram, feed Gus, feed Hill. But it's gonna be very concerning with Mark Andrews tweaking up his knee a little bit. I know he was one of uh, Lamar's best receivers or favorite receivers at, uh, to say the least. So that's. That's my top 10. Lou, you got anything else you want to add with your top 10? No, man. I just can't wait to see where everyone falls. And, and uh, like I said yesterday, Rams getting a wild card spot. You heard it here. Yeah, and, and 
I wish I wish Kev was here to to hear his top ten because I'm sure that Pat still would have been one. <laughs> I think we're glad that he's not here. Though. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, me and Lou are still going to be grinding today. We got the fantasy rankings coming to you right after we finish this power rankings episode. So make sure to tune in, share, let us know your top ten, let us know what you think to be uh, prepared for, kind of for, for the playoffs. And since the sandbox is back, baby, base, booyah.